Booyakashaw, welcome back to another episode of Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G Swizz, my lovely brother here to my left, Joey. How are we doing, brother? Hello, everybody. Um, and of course, all the way in the southernmost part of Europe, we got the Micah Ma'a. Micah, how are we doing, brother? Good, good, good. Now, it's not just the three of us here. It's not just the three dolos. We have on one of the best to ever do it. One of the greatest to ever do it. Brazilian national team setter and Olympic champion. He gladly just kicked Joe and I out of CEV. Bruno Zene. Bruno, thank you so much, brother. Round of applause. Thank you for coming on the pod, my man. Uh, hello, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to be here and uh, talk a little bit about volleyball, about uh, our passion. And uh, yes, we have two set, three setters here today. And uh, you are in, uh, in, in a low moment, barrel. Huh? Yeah, long yeah. this moment. <laughs> I'll tell you what, whenever we have a debate about the hardest position or any type of position, you know, I got to go against two setters all the time. And now I have a third one. So if we get into that debate, I'll hold my ground. I'll try and do my best. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, okay, man. Well, one thing that when we have guests on, one thing we like to do is we kind of start, like, start from like the bottom up, right? In terms of development, development when you're a child, young, like club or whatnot, because... I, mean, I don't know if you know anything about like American club system and development, but it's completely different from the rest of the world. Um, but one thing I kind of want to go into here, and this is gonna this is gonna lead to a lot of questions that we have uh, in terms of Brazil volleyball, is for the Brazilian system. Um, how does club volleyball work? How does how do you kind of get into the sport, and how do they choose either nat junior national team, national team, in 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 terms of development wise? Okay, uh, it's really different. Uh, we have uh, one of our physiotherapists of the the national team in uh, in Rio 2016 went to to US and he's working there now. And uh, uh, he told me that uh, how how much is, are these these difference uh, in this system of of the the young guys? You know, we have the in uh, in Brazil like clubs that you go to. Uh, maybe to to go just for I don't know with swimming pool and uh, to do sports you know for every every uh, age you know even uh, it's not a problem if you are adult or young guy and in these clubs you have uh, most of the sports you know uh, in Brazil we have the football is a religion it's not a sport it's more than a sport so we have. Uh, Football. We have basketball. We have volleyball, and then uh, the young kids start in that in that moment, you know, to, to create this uh, uh, this passion for the sports. And uh, after that, you have some clubs that have, I think, more traditional, you know, uh, some states in Brazil that like Rio, like in the south of Brazil, we have Rio Grande do Sul that have a lot of guys that uh, came from there. And you start in these uh, in these clubs, you know, with good coach that you have there, you know, starting about I don't know nine, ten years old. And I started in this in like this, you know, in Fluminense in Rio with ten years old, and um, that's my beginning. And then you you start to to go to competitions, maybe state competitions, and after that national competitions in this uh, in this age. And after that, you have the the national team when you start to. Uh, maybe to, to improve and, and, and to get better, uh, you have these chances to to be in uh, you know in the spotlight to to go to the to the YOF, uh, national teams and and that. I, I have one question about the club volleyball and, and oh mm -hmm. Micah Micah are you saying something? We can't hear you. 
sorry about that. I was... Are you guys going to school that whole time? Yeah, yeah. We, it's like what, like this. In, in my beginning of my career, it's. I think putting an example is it's it's uh, easier. You know, I, uh, I go, I go. I went to the school in the morning. You know, from seven until midday or one o'clock, and then I come back home. And after that, I go to the club. But it's a club with every sport. You know, with like a club. I don't know if you have this in in, in US. It's it's more a club for for. For everybody, you have sports. You have like be there to I don't know to uh, just to go to the gym, just to to be in the swimming pool, you know, just to to relax. And you have the sports, you know, for the kids. And uh, it's not just a volleyball club, but there you have this possibility to to choose a sport, you know. And um, and then we we start that I don't know two thirty in the in the afternoon until four thirty, and uh, and that's it. It's it's our beginning. You know, going to the school until uh, um, until the before to go to to the university and uh, and that's it in the high school and you it's, it's like this and you start to to play um, in these clubs before go to like to teams like with 16, 17 years old that you can go to to professional clubs you know than just volleyball and then you have that structure and everything. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard about how expensive it is in America to play club volleyball. I mean, it's like thousands. Like, how much would you say per year that they pay? There's some clubs that are five, six thousand a, a year to play club volleyball. Is it, how, what is it like in Brazil? It's, something, it's, some, it's something private, right? It's different than uh, in in the school. You know, that's it. Gotcha. Yeah, it's definitely private. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Yeah, for us, it's like uh, you just pay for you know. To, to be in that club, not just to play volleyball, you know, and it's it's not so expensive like this. And you start in that moment. And uh, I think you have, after that, the volleyball club starts with like, maybe, I don't know, uh, the teams that I started in uh, in Brazil was uh, Fluminense. They didn't have the, the you know, the, the first team, you know, to in the, in the league. And uh, they have like under 13, under 15, under 17, and then you have to to go to to do uh, your your career in, in other place, you know. But you have now some clubs in Brazil that have teams under 15, and then you can go to the to the first league. So that's something better, you know, that you can maybe have like uh, some examples, you know. Maybe you can see uh, the guys uh, playing in the in the league, senior league, and then you you dream about that. And uh, I think it's maybe it's easier. No, for 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 someone that um, expect to be a, a volleyball player. No, absolutely. And a little bit of background about about us, all three of us as well. We played under our dads from when we were six and seven until we were eighteen. What was your was your dad uh, part of your development from the start, or when was the first time you started training under your dad and he was involved in your development? Man, uh, my father, like I don't know if everybody knows, but he's uh, an ex volleyball player. He made two Olympic games and uh, coach of the national team of Brazil for a long time. My mother make uh, uh, made three Olympic games, so I born inside the court. You know, for me, the volleyball is like uh, in my blood, and uh, uh, I don't know. I remember my first steps uh, with a volleyball ball, you know, in my hands. So. For me, it was so uh, normal to 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 be there, you know, to enter the, in this uh, 
in this community of the of volleyball. So I started so young. I make mini volley and uh, other things. I tried other sports because when I was young, I, I love other sports like football, like basketball. And uh, but then when I was like 11, 12, I just uh, like put in my head uh, that I want to to be a volleyball player. And that was the moment that my father really put like, a, uh, how can I say, not a limit that you are doing a lot of things. But if you want to be like successful in something, just try to to decide in this moment what you want to do. So in that moment, I have, I think, 13 or, or 14 years old. And then I start just to to play volleyball. And uh, in that moment, I, I knew that it's my my plan A, you know, for, for my for my life. And uh, I didn't know how to expect if, if not uh, going, you know, uh, on the right side because I was so passionate about volleyball that it's it's difficult to to think about other things you know but for sure my father and my mother was so so important in my my development and uh, to know because you know being in a career like they had it's like uh, to know the ways you know to know the, the the right way to go you know and have them beside me was was so important in in this beginning and and he and your was your dad coaching your team from a young age or he was no. just kind of in the background? No, uh, no, no, just in the background. No, no, no. Never okay. coach our, our teams. You know, I lived in that okay. another city. I lived with my mom in Campinas. He was in Rio. So, it, but he was always, you know, uh, when I was uh, playing or some some match or something, he was there, you know, to try to watch. And uh, when we were like in the vacations uh, together, we were, you know, uh, training and practicing. And uh, that's uh, that's for sure uh, how he, he was so important in my in my beginning. That's yeah, no, that's amazing. What for you? What was you know, I, I, I always ask a lot of our guests about the development of them like individually and the system they come from for you from a young age when you when you really started getting serious with volleyball what are the elements in brazilian volleyball um at the juniors level that are like key key elements and points that you see that are different from other countries or part of the process i guess that are different and and separate them from other countries yeah i think first of all uh, this depends a lot of, of the coach but for sure depends of the generation that the coach maybe uh, was in, in, in Brazil, you know, and I had the coach that was uh, really creative. So I think he he put uh, uh, in that moment uh, some uh, some elements that uh, are so Brazilian, you know, things, you know, it's like uh, uh, we play fast from the beginning of our careers, you know, so uh, and uh, a lot of attack, you know, that like to be aggressive in the attack really fast. So these things are so uh, important. And and I think the techniques too, you know, in, in Brazil, we, we, we work a lot in our technique, like, uh, you know, the reception, setting, even the middle blockers, you know, try to have this, uh, how can I say, this handle better maybe than other countries, you know, that I, I don't think that in Russia they are so, you know, they give so much importance to to be so you know 
uh, handle well the ball. You know, I think they are more physical. And, and in Brazil, this is so important in the beginning. I think these elements were, uh, were I think, the, the key elements for in the beginning of our, our, our careers. So we're, we're, so when junior players kind of come up to us and they ask, oh, what's something we can, like, what's something from a young age that we can do to kind of help improve our game, et cetera, et cetera. We're big believers in don't just stick to, let's say you play indoor volleyball, right? We're like, don't just, don't just play indoor volleyball, play beach volleyball. In America, they have grass volleyball. They have nine man, like, like cement volleyball. They have all these different variations of volleyball. And we say, play them all. Play every single one and get good at all those. Is there something in Brazil, like society, that you have that you're like, okay, because there's so many Brazil players out there that are phenomenal and you guys have such a good feeder system. Is there something that, you know, Brazilian players are also playing football or something like this that helps contribute to volleyball? Is there something? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so that uh, we are so, like, uh, passionate for sports that uh, we have, I have a lot of friends that came from football or came from basketball, you know, and then you have something with the sports already, you know, uh, something about uh, that sport that helped you uh, in volleyball after that, you know, and uh, I think in the, maybe in that beginning, it's so important what you told, like, I, I'm from Rio, so in my vacations, I was in the beach every day, so I was playing with my friends in the beach volleyball, and uh, two against two, four against four, you know, it's, it's something that uh, you can improve in in, in, in the in how to understand the game you know how to understand the, the 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 volleyball from the beginning that's something that when you are not so young and you not doesn't care about this you know the, to understand uh, uh, the, the match you know the place uh, I think this will be tough for you uh, after one age to to understand. That's what I, I'm, I'm seeing in, in this new generation that are, that are coming here in Italy. You know, it's not about the, just technique or physically, but it's understand the, the, the match, you know, the game. Like uh, that's something that when you are playing a lot, like you said, it's so important in the beginning of our careers. Because after that, like the French guys, uh, every French guy that I know, they are incredible to understand, to reach the you know, the plays to read the match. So it's something that they made in the, in the, in the beginning, you know, and, uh, and I think that uh, we have to, to put in this new generation, these things, you know, we, to, to the young guys, we have to tell them this. Got you. Mike, I know you had a question. I know you had a question. Uh, oh, I was just like, if you, oh, is that the one about his son? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. yeah you're good. Okay. Well, I was just wondering, like, uh, sorry, I'm on that ho I'm on the hotel Wi-Fi. Um, I was wondering if you had a son, what would like, and he's like, Dad, I want to be the best setter in the world. What would that like progression look like for you? Is there anything like different in his life that you would put in, like, make him play football or capoeira or like have him do chess or like, is there anything like that? And then while he's developing, what would be the important things as he as he tries to learn volleyball that you would be teaching him that somebody necessarily didn't teach you in the beginning that you would want to know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I will try to to give him the possibility to uh, like to to go into know 
other sports, other things, you know, because if you are from, I don't know, from nine or 10 years old and starts with this dream in your in your head, like I want to be the best setters in the world. So you go every day and I think you arrive with, with 19 or 20 years old and maybe, you know, you were already like burnt out, you know, with yeah, all this. Yeah, yeah you were yeah. finished. So in the beginning, you have to do just for fun you know i think that's the most important thing so try these things to to have fun to understand you know uh uh how happens in in these other sports so i love it to play football because um it, it's a lot of guys and uh, maybe guys from other cultures too you know like in brazil you are playing the, with guys like guys that came from favelas or something like that that in volleyball you can play again together too, but it's maybe not so common like in football. So you understand when this guy is, uh, you know, you understand uh, how much for him is important that. And uh, I think these things to to understand uh, every every sport that you are playing with who you are doing, you know, and uh, for sure these uh, um, sports with other guys, you know, collective sports are so important to, to have this, uh, um, get this team spirit, you know, and um, that's so important. And I, I didn't change anything that I did, you know, uh, for my son. Just you have to try everything that you want, that you have passion, that you you like in that moment, that you have fun. And when you have 14 or five, 15 years old, I think that in that moment, you have to choose something that uh, maybe you have more... Uh, Maybe you are more in love or or you have more talent. It's, it's your choice. You know, my father told me that you can do whatever you want. You know, I'm not telling you that you have to play volleyball. It's just to decide in this moment, because if not, maybe you, you are wasting time to, to, to be better, you know, and, uh, and that's it. I, I didn't change nothing that I, that I did, you know, with, with my son one day. You know, well, we, like like my brother stated, we were all coached by our dad, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, one thing we noticed about all our dads is that they're twice as hard on you for two reasons mainly because one they got to prove to the other players that they're not going soft on you, and two your dad's just gonna be harder on you. Like my brother, he'd make my brother I'd get he'd kick me out of practice. He'd make my brother walk home from practice. We'd have twice he'd make me run two hundred laps for not well apparently I was late but I wasn't late and I, and I know I wasn't late and then it continues to the house. So was that kind of the same case with you and your dad? Was it like one of those things where it was like you know what he he kind of had to prove a point, uh, especially when you were kind of first you know making a name for yourself. Was that is that something you had to kind of go through? Yeah, man. When I started in the national team, he was the coach. So I understand what I, you are talking about, you know. And I want, I was the younger guy. I arrived in the national team in 2006. And uh, that generation of Brazil uh, have won everything, you know. They won Olympics 2004. They won World Championship 2002. And uh, I was arriving like third setter because... I won the Brazilian league uh, my first time in 2005-06 in that season. And then he called me, you know, for the national team. And I was there, you know, like 20 years old. For me, it was a dream, you know, coming through with Giba, with Sergio, with these guys. And man, from the beginning of the first day of training, I was just asking myself what I'm 
fucking doing here, you know, because he was so, you know, he was so tough with me every single day, every single moment, you know, and and I was the young guy, so he, I was his son. He has to prove, and in the national team that won everything, so imagine this pressure, you know. If you uh, had this pressure when you were, like, young guys, the young kids, imagine in that moment. So the first uh, two or three years was so difficult. And uh, sometimes uh, other guys like Gustavo, the middle blocker, started and uh, talked with him. Hey, Bernardo, you are, you know, passing through the, you know, the limit with the guy. You are pushing too hard, you know, so... And uh, I remember in the in the three weekends that we had in national team, we normally in Sacuarema in our press season, we like to Sunday until Friday, and then we go home, you no, know, for the for the for the weekend. And I was never at home because I didn't want to see him, you know. I just <laughs> want to go whatever, but not with him, you know. So uh, in that that first two or three years with him was was tough, but I understood that. It's not easy for him too, you know. I can imagine for your dad in the beginning. So you have to prove, and uh, you want that your son uh, understand that uh, that like uh, he's pushing into the limit is for for your for your grill, you know. So that's it. It's difficult, but in the end, we we understand. Well, that's awesome. What what was some? I was gonna actually ask about you know, playing with players and Sergio Ojiba and stuff. What was something like right when you came into the gym with those guys um, that you realized was different? Because you, you talked about this group, they'd never lost. They won everything. And you can see, like, obviously for us, like um, watching you for years and everything, like there's a difference between you and like other setters, you know, who might win a lot or high-level setters because they're technically they're good. They're just like... Our coach spoke about the other day, and he like used a perfect word, like a champion. Like, wh what elements about from Sergio Giba players like that Gustavo, all these guys that you play with, did you pick up from? Uh, did you from pick day up one. from day one with those guys? Like, what what elements did you recognize? Like, okay, like that's just the difference. These and these heart and the mindset, man, the mentality. This is this is what uh, is the the most important thing. I don't care about talent. It's it's not about talent. For sure, the talent is important, but it's not what will uh, uh, make a guy a champion. You know, it's not about talent. It's about your mindset. It's about your mentality, and it's about your heart. And from the first day, man, they, this this guy didn't need to to be at seven thirty in the morning in the gym. You know, and uh, doing what they were doing in that moment. And when I saw with my eyes that thing, you know, when I was there, I realized that, man, it's not a cause, that it's not like a, for something that God uh, make them want what they they want. You know, it's because they, they worked a lot. The work ethic is so important in this... Uh, in um, in these high level sports you know and uh, and they had that like 7 30 in the morning in the gym until 10 30 and then uh in the afternoon two two hours and a half that was their philosophy you know or my father or the staff and they took that for them and uh and work it you know 
So in that first day, I realized that uh, that's the most important thing for sure. I saw a lot of really good talents, guys that came to the national team, maybe from the preseason or something that didn't enter in the group because they just did, didn't have that uh, that mindset, you know? They weren't so, you know, like uh, passionate or of that mentality or that philosophy didn't catch them. So, uh, like, naturally they were, like, going out, you know, and with good talents. And uh, that I understand that, man, the most important thing is the mentality, is the mindset, work ethic, and uh, for sure it's something that I... I'm always trying to to inspire the other guys, the young guys. That that's the most important thing uh, in in our sport. Who would you say, out of everyone you either played with or played against, is the biggest competitor and had the most competitive edge um, in all your years? Man, these guys when we were in the training or after that playing against, it, they were tough. Man, they could like eat eat you in the, you know, in the practice. Uh, they did, didn't care about that, you know. The competition in the training were so hard, you know, were so difficult. They were so tough, you know. But from a young guy that uh, passed through this, it's so important, you know. You, you put something that is, you can, like, put in your back for the rest of your career, you know. And, and if, I, if I pass through, through these guys and uh, against them in in the in the practice or something like that, I'm ready for whatever you know and uh, and that's it. These guys are men. They didn't care about if you are 20, you are you are 35. They will scream on you uh, every block or uh, after they block you or something like that. And every training was that you know every training was a, a war. So. It's impossible to not to get this, you know, this uh, this philosophy, you know, and uh, and this mindset for for yourself. Right. And speaking of kind of mindset, I want to. I have two questions. First question, I want to kind of paint a picture, right? So the first time that I remember ever watching you play was back, and my brother, I believe so, Micah. He, I think, same, um, was in two thousand eight in the two thousand eight finals, USA versus Brazil. Mm-hmm. Didn't go your way. Yeah. 2012 rolls around, didn't go your way. 2016 now is here in Rio. It's like this is one of our best shots to win it. How like I'm a player that like if I I'm like before the match I'm like if I don't win this I'm a failure and I I'm never gonna show my face again like the, like this this is it right here this is this is it, make or break right here. Was that kind of your mindset going into that? Was it, I mean with the pressure and whatnot? Man, uh, like these three Olympics are so different, you know. In different states of my life, you know, 2008, I was the, the second one and the younger guy, that team. So I, I was so uh, sad because we were like a good team and that guys that were finishing that generation, they deserved maybe to, you know, to close their careers in the national team, winning a, another gold medal, you know, like Gustavo, like Andre Eller and uh, other guys that after that, they, they stopped with the national team. In 2012, I had another role. I was ready to study six, and uh, and that's for sure was the the worst moment of my career. You know, when you are two two zero and uh, you have uh, two gold medal points, and you don't <laughs> realize that moment, you don't do this 
this gold medal point was uh, something that terrible. And uh, after that Olympics, I was like, uh, in that moment, I I felt like uh, I don't know if I can continue to, you know. In that moment, I I was a failure, you know. I, in myself, thinking about, I I was thinking that uh, uh, that was my opportunity, and I I didn't get my opportunity, you know. And um, in in that moment, after some weeks, I started to to work with a, a mental coach, you know, a sporting mental coach to to understand better my emotions and everything. And I started to prepare myself for the other, you know, for 2016 because in Rio the pressure will, was like um, twice that I ever had in my life, you know, because in Rio uh, with your, you know, your people uh, uh, on the on the gym on the hall and uh, expecting on you to win again, so that was a big pressure. But I. I made all this, you know, this cycle of these four years, uh, preparing myself and preparing my um, my mentality, you know, my to be like in my best moment, not just technically or physically, but uh, just to to control that emotions and control that pressure that uh, we had in in Rio, and uh, I put all my my energy in that moment, you know, and. I, I I just understood after that that uh, if you do the the right things, you know, if you prepare well, you will, you know, in the end of 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 everything, uh, you will like uh, succeed. You know, I I don't know which possibility you have, but you have just to to understand that everything is a process. You know, and. Uh, enjoy the process but in that moment after london was so hard but i just tried to prepare myself for for the big moment of my life that was real and uh and we get it what what was that next week like after you guys won <laughs> what was that when you when you went home like what was, what was that like man it was incredible and after that i i you know it's it, it's the Opposite of after London, you know, after London, you just want to disappear, you know, to to you think that you, you're going to die. It's something no, so you, you don't understand. You just I, I don't want more to, to play volleyball, you know, it was my chance to to get this gold medal and and we didn't get this opportunity. So I want to I want to disappear. I never want to play anymore. But after that, after Rio was like, man. I did this. I did what I dreamed all my life, you know, with this gold medal. What I have to do now, you know? And then you were like just waiting for what what's gonna move now? What what will move me now, you know? And uh, which will be my goal? But when I started again to in my team, just that that you know that fire come again, and and I just. Uh, started to to think about the, the next one that is the most important but the week after was uh just uh man just joy you just can realize what you already did you know because win a gold medal and win in my home city is it's something that it's unbelievable did you pay for anything or everywhere you go they just <laughs> anything the you want week, all week the first week was incredible i just <laughs> entered in the in the in the, <laughs> in the place and then oh give me, give me. And everybody, like, just 
and everybody just ah, you know every single <laughs> place man everything i didn't understand i was like man what i what we did you know and it yeah. was 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 incredible yeah, yeah i i heard a rumor that well i think this is a true story but is it true that so sergio the greatest bear of all time was retired before the olympics and then before the Olympics started, you guys were like, "Hey, Sergio, we're gonna need you to come back, actually, and uh, help us win." Is that is that a true story? Yeah, he he stopped it, I think, in two thousand and yeah, after London, he he stopped with the national team after London in two thousand and fifteen. Like he was playing well in in the club, and then we tried to to talk with him after the World Championship in two thousand fourteen. Yes. We talked with him and man, you don't want to try, you know, uh, like just for 2016, you know, and then he come back in 2015. We made the World League and uh, we lost in quarterfinal. I don't remember. And 2016, he he was there and uh, he understood that uh, he for us was so important to have someone that already one you know that already had this this pressure these moments you know and uh we were in that moment in rio not so experienced team you know and with him i think we we get this uh this experience to you know to manage better this pressure you know because playing at home is it's not easy for us brazilians they expect a lot from us and you know uh, being a sport that worth like four yeah the yeah, uh, 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 2004 gold, 2008 uh, silver, 2012 uh, silver. So they were expecting another medal, you know, and uh, the pressure was was so high. So we need him, and he accepted that uh, that challenge, and everything in the end was was good for everybody. Best decision he ever made. I don't know, ever made, but one of them for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, exactly. The um, and for you, like when you see guys that you competed against, like in those like gold medal matches, like obviously that one with Gianelli and stuff. Do you, is it like uh, something that you like you know, tease them a little bit, or is it mostly like respect and like mutual? Or is there some guys that you like, or with the Russian guys from twenty twelve? Is it you know, do they kind of like, you know, joke about it at times, or is it mostly like just a respect thing when you see guys in those matches? No man, it's, I think in these moments are just respect. You are just, uh, you know, that moment yeah. is like just uh, you are so focused in uh, just to to get that medal. You, it's not about one guy or other, you know. And uh, even if like when you play clubs and you play all season long, you have maybe with one guy or other guy some. Uh, I don't know that guy. I don't like too much, or this guy. You know, he he tries to to provoke a little bit or something. And uh, but in that moment, you know, the you are so concentrated and focused. You are. It's just about respect. I, you don't want to try to you know do something. At least it, yeah. of myself, I I I I wasn't like uh, trying to do. No, no. So when Irvin, were, were you going crazy when Irvin won? Were you like watching and cheering like crazy? Sorry, I said when when uh, Irvin Ing about your your teammate yeah. when he won or when during the finals were you just like cheering like crazy and when you 
Pretty yes, I, I, no, I was like a little bit like sad in that moment because we lost the, the bronze against Argentina in that day. I was man, I wasn't in the in a good mood, but uh, I watched the match and uh, I, I was so happy for him because I knew how how was important for him and how bad he he, he was in in 2016 after he he lost against us in the um, in the group stage and uh, I know how how much he. He did for for be a gold medal, and uh, I was so happy for him. Yes, after that we we met we met each other in the in the village, and uh, and he cried a lot, and then was was a, a big moment for him, and I was happy for him for sure. That's awesome. And Francis, like I I still go back and watch highlights of, like I said, back back in like two thousand eight, like when I'm watching you play with like Jiba. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and then there's cool videos of France kind of playing like defense and whatnot in in, yeah. in YouTube. So it's really really cool to see. I kind of have a question. I kind of want to shift uh, shift things really quickly. To obviously Italian volleyball, the mecca, and it's known as top the top volleyball, top mecca for for club volleyball in terms of professional. Um, once in a while, so I was looking at your career, and it was a lot of Brazil, and then back to Modena, Brazil, mm-hmm. Modena, Brazil, Modena, and then. Then I think 2018 and 2020, you went to Lube. Lube. I see this. I see this a lot with like just just randomly. For example, I think your libero did it too. For he played Modena his whole life, and they played one year at Trentino, and then went back to Modena. Mm-hmm. Well, how come? And, and I see it a, a decent amount. How come? Like, there's always like there's people who play for a long, long, long time with this one club, and they go to the back. They go to one club and they come back. Or, or is it because like the club's like, all right, we're just gonna try this one year to try and push. We want this guy like for this. Or, like, like what's the reason behind that? Man, my story with Modena is uh, it's it's a little bit crazy because I never expect to go to to Italy. I was so good in Brazil until uh, 2011. Uh, I won. Uh, we won in Brazil like four or five leagues, four in a row, and uh, in that year. 10-11, yes. Uh, our team lost in the quarterfinals. And in that moment, Modena, the Finnish setter, you remember Miko Esco? He, he's playing until now. Esco. It's a Finnish yeah. uh, setter. He's in the, in Finland playing there and he's playing until now, 44 years old. I don't know. He was the setter of Modena and he broke, I think, the, the hands in that moment. And uh, they were like uh, searching for a setter, and uh, my agent called me, Bruno. You you wanna come just to play the, the playoffs? The team is like in fifth position or sixth. You wanna play? And then I came, and uh, in that moment I understood how big is the Italian league and how big is Modena. You know, four clubs. I understood that I played like Olympic games, World Championship with Brazilian team. You know, with in the best. Uh, uh, teams in the world, but playing for a club, you know, like Modena, like in these uh, in these gyms, it's it's incredible. And with this, you know, with these fans and everything, and we made like uh, we went to semifinals. We lost in five games against that team of Trentino that had like Quantorena, Kaczynski, that's the best team uh, in the in this decade, I think, in Trento. And uh, we lost in the in the fifth match of the semifinal. And I had my contract to Brazil, so I just play that playoffs and I come back. And uh, but in that moment, I just realized that how big is this league and how big is this club. So I want to come back. 
in one day, you know. And then they call me in 2013, in the end of the of the year, and then I come back and I play for two seasons and a half, and we won the tripleta, we won everything here. But I have something. The Brazilian guys, we are so close with our families, you know, our friends, our country. And I just miss my country. I just, after the Olympics uh, of Rio, uh, a lot of pressure and everything. I just want, you know, to play one year in Brazil and stay calm, stay relaxed, you know, just enjoy my life, not just volleyball. And I come back to Brazil, you know. And I come, uh, the, the year after, Modena didn't have good results and they called me again. And then I come back, you know. But in that year, I had uh, a not good coach that that we didn't have uh, any relationship. That was Stoichev, the guy from Verona now. And that's why I, I went to Lube, you know. And then I went to Lube because of because of the coach, because I didn't want to to leave Modena. But that was a, a problem of in in that moment. And uh, but I don't know why this happens. But for sure, I have a lot of comebacks from. Modena, you know, but this is I have this like this love for 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 the club, for the for the fans, for the cities. It's amazing. Play here. I, I I already told for a lot of guys, you know. I talked with Gianelli one day. Uh, and if you wanna try something different in your career, you are Italian or something, you have to play in Modena because this place is is amazing. That's so cool. Though, yeah, I mean, you can tell just in Italian volleyball, like watching alone matches yeah. in, uh, in motor and stuff on on stream, and then obviously for everybody who's there and been to matches, it's incredible. So that's really cool. I have a few questions. I I haven't been able to say too much because my internet is in and out. So I hope you guys can hear. I hope you guys can. No, hear you're me. good. Yeah, yeah, you're um, good. Um, but so you said that you worked with a a mental coach. Yeah. After Rio, no. After London. Things that like. After London. Oh, sorry. After exactly. London. That's right. After yeah. London. What were some things that she um, kind of taught you? Obviously, I'm sure you, she's taught you a lot, but that really stand out to you and that you can apply to to your life on the court and then off the court. Yeah. First of all, I think I was so you know, uh, like a setter that we have always you know the the ball in our hands. Uh, I was so, uh, how can I say? I put too much on on myself, you know, the mistakes, and uh, so perfectionist, you know. I just want to do the best set for the best guy, and I didn't accept well, you know, the mistakes or the errors that I, I, I made in a game, you know. And a lot of times, I I just stay in that mistake, uh, and uh, we don't have that time, you know. We have just to. You know, to move on. Uh, our, uh, you know, our position is so. Uh, the game passed through through us, so you just have to to keep going. You know, you cannot just have this um, this mistake or this error uh, inside your your brain. And you know, and uh, that's one of the things that uh, was so important to me, uh, just to to be more relaxed about this. You know, it's it's normal. Everybody can. You know, have a mistake and uh, can can be more relaxed to play. You know, and I I started to be even in my life like this. I was so tough with myself, you know. And now I, I I'm much better with this. And that's I think is the 
the key element i think in all we have a lot of you know of conversations or emotions that we have to control to manage but i think this is one of the most important things for for my career you know for a setter because a lot of times you you just uh, you know are thinking about your mistake man i screwed up everything so and you enter in like in a mood that you you cannot like uh, play your your best you cannot play show your best you know and uh i just started to relax more with this you know it's normal you know you you will commit mistake you will uh give a ball uh, in four that is uh it's uh i don't know it's too high or uh that's it it's our it's our life you know you just have to to understand that and uh that was i think the the, the most important thing you know just to to be more like um uh, patient with with myself you know not to be so so tough with myself that's that's something that's for sure uh, changed my my life no that makes a lot of sense and i think that's probably one of the most important things as a setter because as you know and setters out there know the decision making it it can weigh yeah. pretty heavily on you uh especially after the match and if it even if it's the right decision marco's not here even if it's the right decision and it doesn't go well, you start to think, ah, no, I should, I should have done something else and you'll never know the answer. Um, but I started to watch a lot of your games. Uh, the season, the first season I became professional, uh, you were in Tabate and I was just kind of picking up on like, I was like, first I'm going to start without the technique. I'm going to watch like who you are as a person, because I think that's what makes you so special. And so, one thing that I realized, there's two things that I want to ask about. One is your body language on the court. Did you always have this body language or did you have to like grow into it? Cause it's very confident. It's very like large. You like the way that you walk around, it's not small. <laughs> and is that something that you do on purpose or is that just who you no. are? That's your personality no. or? No, that's, that, that's my personality. That, that's, I, I think. I, I was always like this. I, I I don't, you know. You are telling me that something that I I never heard, you know. So I, I'm like this, you know. So intense. I know that I am intense, you know. Always, uh, but that's my. I, I never do like for trying to pass something that it, it's not. It's not from from a uh, as you know a, a character of a person as you know. I, it's myself. I, I'm like this, you know, and uh, that's it. I don't know. And and the towel, how much you use the towel? Is that just Man. because you're sweating a lot, or is that just something yes. that's like a, I, a routine? I, or I sweat. I sweat a lot, a lot. But I think that uh, <laughs> it's like uh, I, I create this too. You know, it's something that maybe the towel is something that maybe it's a moment that I have to Reset. you know to yeah just to to put my you know the the make my feelings you know in the in the right mo the emotions you know and just to think about the other ball maybe something but i i don't realize that you know it's just something that came and uh and that's it but i think it's like i don't know nadal have a lot of you know uh yeah, ticks, yeah, yeah. you know yeah the seven yeah, he touch everything to 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 have a serve, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, and maybe he, he didn't uh, understand it. 
it's it's just automatic, you know, and uh, that's it. And then lastly, I guess the main topic that I wanted to just hear about your thoughts on was leadership, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we are, oh, we have a special guest. Me puoi rispondere quando ti scrivo? Ciao frate, ciao mi dopo. Ciao fra, va bene. Was leadership, because I, I know that that's something that also is in our job description um and we all have to be leaders in some way and you are i think in my opinion one of the best in our sport maybe ever so what are your thoughts on that Mm -hmm. yes i think that uh i i got this this type of uh leadership of this talent from my father you know he's a coach from uh, a lot of time so uh, and all my career i i like it you know to try to to have this team spirit and uh but i understood in years passing you know after the london too that uh, to be um, a good leader you have to understand more our emotions and maybe have more patience to understand uh you know, uh, the people that you have uh, besides you, you know. So after that, it was so important to to understand my emotions with this work, with the with this mental coach, but for sure uh, to understand in general how the brain uh, works and uh, how to have the, a best or a better relationship with your teammates. And, uh, and I started after that. To, to have a better to to understand to be more patient with them and uh, uh, I just uh, wants to for me a good leader is is someone who who can uh, take the best from everyone that you have uh, in your team you know take the best of of everyone maybe um, Micah you have to to be like uh, I have to be more patient you know I have to be like uh, you know, someone that uh, gives you just positivity and maybe, Gage, I have to talk with you or scream on your face, you know, to get your best, you know. And you have to understand uh, who you have uh, um, in your team. So that's not a, a, an easy job. And uh, I did a lot of conversation with my mental coach. I, I, I read a lot of books about uh, emotional intelligence about uh, leadership about everything to to try to to be the best uh, leader that I can because maybe I, I don't think that I am I'm the most technically setter and uh, I'm not the most physically setter but I know that uh, this type of leadership can makes me uh, a great setter you know so that's what I I put a lot of of my energy in in these uh, you know in this side of my of my of myself you know of of Bruno player so that's it and I think that's why I got a lot of of success in my life from from this not just because okay I'm a good setter but not the most talented and not the 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 tallest and the, the guy who blocks more and the, but for sure because um, I make maybe my teammates play better, you know, 
and and I think we have to be so humble, you know, in, in our in our job, like a setter, even the libero. We have to be humble because we are playing for the other guys, you know, and uh, and I think that's the that's the mindset that I I try to to put in 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 uh, in my in my life. And Bruno, we're we're gonna let you go here pretty soon, but feeding off that, there's one question that will help us, I think, uh, get an even better feeling for what type of player you are. Uh, LeBron James or Michael Jordan, in your eyes, who is the best, the best player, player of all time? time? Yeah, man. Michael Jordan. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. We have this debate a lot. <laughs> we have this debate a lot. Okay. <laughs> so I, I have I have one question. I have one, This is more a curiosity question. This is our last... I promise you. Well, I do this a lot. I say... I say this is the last question, then I ask five more questions. But so, so being a professional athlete, right? As you said, Modena, you didn't realize the scope and the scale of how big and it's bigger than life it is until you got there, right? So part of being a pro athlete, one, yes, you want good in terms of money, a good contract. But two is what comes with like facilities and whatnot. Um, what are something like from us outside looking in, what are some things that like when you sign with Modena, maybe here's like amenities you get um, on top of your like contract and whatnot. Like, like, Oh, I get, to, I get, you know, they give me a car. They give me this, they give me that you get restaurants. You're like, it's like, what other stuff do they kind of get you um, other than a great atmosphere and a great contract? Yeah, man. I think when you have this possibility to play or Modena and Lube in these uh, big teams, you have like, a really good infrastructure, you know, these facilities and, and everything. So, like, it's so, you know, for us now that we are here, it's common. But I know that uh, it's not common in other places, you know, in other countries, like to have free restaurants that you can go and just sign and you have a good car, you know, automatic car and you have, uh, you know, a budget for your apartment that you can choose your apartment that the team can, you know, uh, buy for you. And like in my age, I have like two tickets for, of business class, you know, to go to Brazil or to come back, you know, these type of things are, you know, some something that you in, in the past of the years through and on, you, you, you get more, you know, uh, and, and you feel good, you know, it's, it's not, you are not playing for this, but it's, it's about your, what you worked for and you are like uh you are getting your work done you know so it's it's nice you 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 feel like that um you have a, a really important value you know for the team for the club so yeah it's it's uh it's something that uh gives you makes you good you know and that's nice that's nice i have one last Absolutely. question and then and then I have one last and try. then you're done and then you're no, off. It's okay, it's okay. Guys. Okay. So there's a there's like a popular like in the NBA they say if it's tied and you have to have somebody shoot the game winning shot who you choose, right? Like Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry. So for you it's 25-24 you are losing in the fourth set you're down 2-1 to try and push for the fifth set. <laughs> who in the world like of all your career would you want career. to have set this ball that you could set this ball to who would it be just one 
Okay, you can do top three. Top three, but top three. Top three, but in try and put it in the order. Okay, you know? okay, 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 okay. Man, I will put Wallace. Man, he, this guy won at Olympic Games for me, so I I, I have to put him, and uh, he's incredible. Jiba, Jiba was, man, he could be, have like three points all match, fifth set, 14-13. <laughs> you know, he has like 20% of attack, but the last ball, you can give him. <laughs> you know, so, so, so in that moment, you know, he doesn't care. Man. Give me the ball. And he, he looked at you, you know, his big guys, don't worry, man. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. <laughs> you have two points in five sets. You're playing terrible, bro. Hey, man, give me the ball. Man, he's a, he was incredible. He had this self-confidence in, you know, high high level. High level. Yeah. And, uh, uh, man, the third one could be, I think, Irvin is, has this, uh, I think, this type of, of uh, like, uh, to be a guy to, to finish the moments. Uh, he had these these moments too, for sure. Okay, that's a great right answer. On. I yeah. know that was tough. But, that's why right. you played with a but lot maybe, of great maybe, players. But Jiba is the guy who maybe man, he's he was incredible at this. Like because <laughs> because the other guys, Erwin has something like common with him. Like Wallace, maybe not so much like them, but Jiba was like he could be like shit all match long, and <laughs> in the end. He can decide for you. It was incredible. That's amazing. That's how it is, though. That's what the great players do. Yeah. You saw <laughs> stuff from, like, Tom Brady this year. They were, like, shit mostly, and then game-winning drive he like on the line. Yeah. Like I said, last question. I asked you about this when we were in Modena. Mm -hmm. I talk about him a lot. A lot of people who listen to this know this person. I just have to know how you know him because I don't think I got this story. Milan Zarkovic, he coached us. Micah, he knows him. When I asked him about him, I just have to know how you know Milan and anything like any story that you have about him, if you do have one. <laughs> Man, uh, we were in the, was my first year in the, we were under 19. Yes, I think under 19. Yes. And uh, we were playing some uh, friendly match in Serbia and he was the coach of Serbia and uh, under 19 uh, team in that moment. It was 2005. Yes, 2005. Long time ago. And man, he was so like charismatic guy, you know, and uh, but at the same time, he was so, you know, always laughing and, and trying to, to be, you know, like a, a good guy. But when entering the court, he was like a lion and our coach was the same. And then they were friends. But in the same moment, every friendly match, they were like, uh, you know, fighting and all oh, this ball is inside, man. And almost, you know, get, you know, to fight, to, you know, to, to punch each other. And, and we were there, you know, the, the guys, the players. No, no, please don't. No. You know, man. Separating the... man, separating and no, 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 it's okay. It's okay, man. It was a friendly match. We are like, don't worry. It's okay. And uh, and up outside the court, he was so, you know, gentleman, you know, just a kindly guy. So it was incredible. Milan, I remember him, man. I remember him. That's awesome. Called, yeah. He and and it, you know, there are people in life that 
you know, you ask about and there are people in life where, where if, for example, Milan, if you know him, you're always going to have a story about him, if not yeah. a lot of stories about him. Every person you – oh, I know Milan, and I have this crazy story about – or just this – he's one of those guys. And, and, and we're fortunate yeah. enough to have him as a coach and, and, and to be part of a lot of those stories. Yeah, and um, one, and once, once he – in one of these friendly matches, uh, one of the moments like we have a friendly match at 8 in the evening – and uh, we were in a small city in Serbia. And no, oh, today we're gonna make like, a, you know, let's go to uh, uh, to know this uh, this place, this museum. I don't remember what what was. You know, <laughs> let's go to that place. And uh, okay, let's go. Man, I, I know we made like three hours in bus. You know, everybody was like, man, three hours by bus. And then we were there to look something and just come back and he was so you know uh like with full of energy guys this is the place man and we just want to go rest and to go to the, the match you know and he was like man here hey guys come here and talking so energy and so and uh and after that like six hours in that fucking bus to to go to to reach a place and to see the museum i don't remember in serbia was but he, he was doing that just for you know because he 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 needed that you know to to be polite to be so he was a a good guy he's a good guy he's a nice guy no absolutely the the gate is about to sign off but the first time i met him i walk into his office for my recruiting visit for hawaii and i sit on his couch and the first thing he tells me is he's like he's like he called me joksi said, Joxy, he's like, you know, when I used to play with the, <laughs> with the national team and we were in position one and I attacked in uh, in area two, it's like the setter would just tell the other the other team that he's setting me and they'd roll the ball under the net. Because <laughs> it's... <laughs> that was the first thing he told me. And from then, I just... It's so many great just stories. just understood. Oh. Who, who yeah. Guy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like in Brazil, there's probably like... We call them like uncles. Like there's like a lot of uncles who are like, oh, I yeah, still yeah. got it. Like volleyball isn't as big in America, but in Brazil, I'm sure you have like a lot of those uncles who are like older. They're like, oh, back in my day, this is what yeah. I did. And just all these yeah. crazy stories. are just like, no way. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Bruno, we just want to thank you for coming on and, and wish you good luck in your in the Italian season and the CEV Cup since you did kick us out. So thanks for that. <laughs> uh, thanks again for coming on, man. Just remember, if you can't handle the heat, goddamn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by Outer System.